Ebb and flow inspires persistence and determination during the rhythmical patterns of decline and regrowth in life. Each episode, I bring on an inspiring and influential voices who are here to help us stand strong and walk through the ebb moments of life and propel us to the peak of our health, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, so we can live our life in the flow, individually and collectively. This includes strategies, habits, routines, focus tricks, questions, and much more that we can use to live our life in the best way in order to maximize our service to others. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you're as excited for the Ebb and Flow podcast as I am, but to make sure you don't miss any episodes, subscribe now on any stream, check out YouTube, or visit SolomonEzra.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to Ebb and Flow with me, Solomon Brezen. I really appreciate you for tuning in, and if you enjoy what you've been hearing, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review of the show. Also, I've received some really kind reviews of my latest newsletters, so if you'd like to be up to date on things I'm reading, learning about, videos or podcasts I'm watching, quotes, and much more, head over to SolomonEzra.com and sign up at the bottom of the website, or if you wait two seconds on the homepage, you'll see a sidebar of perhaps my favorite photo of me floating in the Dead Sea where you can also stay afloat. Now, let's get to today's guest, Cami Hughes. Cami is the CEO of Zoetica Media, a social media marketing agency. She and her team help community-minded companies and organizations build relationships with their ideal audience and create a loyal community of supporters. She shares her background and how she started expressing her love in helping businesses connect with their customers and building communities. Perhaps the biggest takeaway I got from our conversation is that the things you're doing today are going to impact you or impact what happens to you in 24 to 48 months and and more. And it reminds me of Rabbi Akiva, one of Judaism's greatest sages. At the age of 40 one day, while sitting by a brook, Akiva noticed a steady trickle of water hitting a rock. It was only a drip, but it was constant drop after drop after drop. Akiva observed something incredible. A hole had been carved out by the steady drip of water. He wondered, how could that be? He concluded, if something as soft as water can carve a hole in solid rock, how much more so in the words of the Torah or the words we're telling ourselves and the beliefs that we have, which can become as hard as iron, make an incredible impression on our heart and the things that we're doing in our future. In addition, Kami and I talk about being present on social media, but not on social media, having a structure to your day, including great journals we both use, her podcast, Communities That Convert, Social Media Breakfast of Houston, a monthly meetup of social media marketing professionals, and much more. Thank you for tuning. I hope you really enjoy this episode. If while listening, you find the journals that Cami and I talk about sound interesting, I have the links in my show notes on my website and actually have an affiliate code for the Best Self Code Journal where you can get 15% off with the code Ideal Self. I've been using it for close to two years now and absolutely love it. And you can read more about it on one of my blogs on my website uh, at solomonezra.com slash my dash blog slash best dash self-journal, 
or you can check out their website, bestself.co. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, Cami. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Solomon. It's great to be here. It was a wonderful opportunity being able to listen to you speak at one of our Pod Houston events and getting to know you a little bit here and there. But now being able to have you one-on-one, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your background and how you got started with all the wonderful books that you've co-kind of written and your founding of the Social Media Breakfast and the companies that you've worked with and a little bit more about yourself, if you don't mind sharing a background. Oh, not at all, Solomon. I'm glad, glad to do it. Thanks for asking. Um, I really like to help businesses connect with their, with their customers. That's been probably the guiding force of my entire career. So as I talk about everything, that's the thread that runs through it is that community building aspect of everything. And, you know, having those loyal online customers, um, now online is obviously huge. And so I started 25 years ago in public relations. I feel like an old lady. Um, But I started in Washington, D.C. I was working as director of communications of a trade association there and really immersed in public relations. That was the beginning of my career. And one of the things that I found out right away in public relations is that it was really hard to have those relationships that that connected you with enough people. I mean, that was the whole game, right? Is to have as many relationships as possible, to build relationships with media and press, um, to be a resource. So I always had that ethos about me of like, you know, we want to be a resource. We want to be helpful. We want to be connecting with people and, and, and bringing them together. But there's only so many breakfast, lunch, and dinners you can do, right? <laughs> I mean, let's just yeah, face it. You can't like sit down with each person. So when social media hit the scene, um, roughly 2005, I started my first blog. So um, a lot of people thought I was a little crazy at the time, to be honest. And, um, but I just really saw the opportunity that this is a way to scale relationships mm-hmm. that, that nothing else really had touched up until that point. And so I started to blog and before I knew it, I had this connection of people that was worldwide. You know, I knew people in London and I knew people in, you know, India and I knew people everywhere around the world. And we were um, talking with each other and sharing best practices and, and really moving forward. I felt in my career and my, and my knowledge. And so through that experience, I think I realized what I wanted to do is take everything I learned and start to um, apply it to my clients. And so we did. Um, I did one of the first, well, I did the first social media campaign for SeaWorld San Antonio back in 2007 when they opened one of their roller coasters. And um, we kind of went on from there. Um, we proved $2.5 million in revenue from that launch. Um, came up with some measurement around it and kind of became known, I became known as sort of the social media measurement person for a while. Um, Then I moved here to Houston in 2008 and um, I kind of wanted a community. That was the first thing I I did was look up and say, you know, where are the people who do social media around here Um, as a profession? And so I didn't find anything like that. So I just started one. So I started Social Media Breakfast and um, started with about 30 people. And to this day, we have 50 to 100 people per month that come to that mm-hmm. uh, 10 years later. So I'm you know, really excited about that. I don't really credit that totally to myself in the sense that that was really about community and grassroots. And, but that's really what I'm about. 
that's it in a nutshell. And I've helped a lot of companies along the way through my agency, Zoetica Media. Um, I've helped a lot of companies to find their voice and um, build their online brand. We even helped Google to launch its nonprofit portal wow. um, back in the day. So um, we've had a lot of expertise and um, really practice at being out there. So, you know, it's not that I know so much more than anyone else. It's just I've been doing it a little bit longer. So um, it's very, very exciting. And things change all the time, too. Right. So that's what makes it really exciting to be in this career. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there, but I'm, I'm curious, what is it about the community building that, you know, really sparked the, you know, passion that you have to, to go down that and want to start these communities? And then also what type of relationships when you were first starting out were you hoping to build? Well, I think when I first started out, I opened my company in 2002, actually, and I just moved from Washington, D.C. to San Antonio. I mostly just felt like I needed a network of any kind at all, <laughs> like friends. Um, it was tough. I mean, it was a really tough change for me, a real tough transition. And I think a lot of times people find themselves in these tough transitions and you think to yourself, you know, you either can innovate yeah. to get out of those or you can feel sorry for yourself those are the two choices. You know, you can pull up your bootstraps and figure something out. And I'm just that kind of person. So I wanted to figure it out. And um, I had been reading a lot of blogs, um, looking at them. And for a long time, I thought they would have to be a personal journal of my personal life. And I was not interested in, in doing that. Um, but a lot of people in that period of time in 2005 were starting to write about business. And I thought that was really exciting. So um, I started to write. And of course, nobody at all like read it at first, you know, it was very much crickets as you can imagine. And um, I started commenting on other people's um, stuff and I started thinking about um, things and trying to add to the conversation um, anytime I could or help people wherever I could. And pretty soon I started to be noticed by some, some pretty big influencers out there. Um, so that's been really, really great. Um, you know, that's, that, that took a long time to build that, but at the same time, it really, revolutionized the rest of my career. So, you know, let's talk about six months of hard work for, I don't know, now what, 12 years of a, of basically this part of my career, which has all around, been all around social media. Yeah. It feels kind of like a long time at first when nothing's picking up, but then now as life kind of went on, you're able to see that larger kind of perspective. Mm -hmm. Yep. It was crazy. So, um, and, and, you know, I think that's how it is when we are in any um, part of our lives. Uh, especially professional or even personal, where we are in, I call it a stagnant state, you know, where you're feeling like you're not really moving forward fast enough. There's that feeling of, um, this is going to go on forever. <laughs> you know, like, is this the way it's going to be? Um, and what I've learned uh, out, of, out of my, you know, my wise old age now is that, you know, there's always a different phase that's on its way you know, so it will change. Things will change. Um, and you know, the things that you're doing today, the things that you're working on today are going to impact what happens to you in about 24 to 48 months. Yeah. So it's, it's nice you bring that up. I heard this past week, a wonderful kind of short story of this, um, sage of sorts. A friend told me about where he discovered, I think it was like by the age of 40 and he was like going through a forest you know, kind of thinking about the same thing, how is what I'm doing uh, affecting everything, what else? Mm -hmm. And he ends up seeing that these like droplets of rain ended up like indenting, you know, a rock. 
It's like, so it's like a, a kind of an analogy or a metaphor out the simplest things, even if we don't think are having such an effect, they are. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a nice, uh, you bring that up. It also kind of helps me sometimes during the day if I feel like I'm not doing anything productive. It's like, hold on a second. Even if I'm not necessarily doing something, you know, we are human beings. So it's the resting part as well. So it's, it's cool that you brought that up as well. Yeah, I love that you say that. In fact, we were actually on vacation in, in uh, Maine this last couple of weeks. Like, so since I saw you last, I've been out, of, out a lot, as you know, because we tried to get this together. Mm-hmm. And um, we were out hiking, and my daughter said the exact same thing. We were on the beach in Maine, and she noticed an indent on the rock and some water that was in it from a rainstorm that happened the day before. Mm-hmm. And she said, hey, look, Mom, look, the water has worn... Um, a small dent in this rock. And so that's really powerful what you say there. It's really yeah. true. It's one drip every morning, get up and do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't get the whole thing done, if you just do a piece of it, um, you know, that's going to residually add up to a, a huge um, outcome in, you know, a short period of time, shorter than you think. Agreed. And it, it, it kind of, with that mindset, it has helped me to not kind of judge situations as well. Right. And for anything, anywhere that you fail, I mean, cause we all are going to fail at certain things. You're learning a lesson from that. Yeah. So you haven't failed if you've learned something from it. And that failure may have may be needed to, to launch some kind of other success or get you where you need to go mentally. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'd love to hear a little bit more about the, the online communities. What's the main not only goal, but what are you, what does one with starting a community hope to, to get out of it? Because a funny story, actually, I learned something yesterday about myself is I would get overwhelmed about, I would get on Facebook and I'm like a part of all these groups all the way back from like, I found a group from my prom. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And nobody does anything on it, but I was like, I want to clear out and just, you know, kind of make Facebook kind of clean again, I guess. And then I would notice I would get like kind of overwhelmed when I'm getting on there. I was like, and I'm kind of also prepping for this podcast. I'm like, I want to ask like Cammy, like, how do you deal with kind of the overwhelmness of being part of so many groups? Mm-hmm. But then I was like, well, hold on a second. I'm in kind of control of that. <laughs> I can kind of clear out, get out of some of these groups. And, you know, sure enough. So I also decided to kind of take a, a retreat from social media this month to really kind of see how I can put time elsewhere. Mm-hmm. But it can also be um, time consuming and busy as well as a little overwhelming, you know, being on social media and being a part of groups. Do you have any tips for really kind of managing all of that? Yeah, um, I do. Um, so yeah, I think all of us feel that way sometime really because um, it feels demanding a little bit at some points, but here's how you kind of get through that. Um, first of all, you have to have a plan. You have to understand why you're there. That's mm. super important. Um, I think a lot of us just spend a lot of time just being there, like participating in social media rather than um, 
going there to, for a purpose. So if you're on social media, you need to be there for a purpose. I had to kind of get to that years and years ago um, because I am running a business. I've got six employees. I've got, you know, clients that are asking for things. I need to make sure that I'm present in social media, but not on social media. Does that make sense to yeah. you? Um, there's a, there's a distinction. Uh, it's a, it's a minor one, but there's a distinction. So one of the things you need to do also is just be super clear what your voice and what your um, purpose is on each channel that you're on, you know? So for me, you know, LinkedIn is about um, connecting with my peers um, and keeping up with them and keeping those, those peer relationships strong. And that's really important to me because um, those peers have gotten me where I am today. So I want to make sure that those relationships are clear. Um, on Facebook, it's a little bit more of a hodgepodge, but social media breakfast is largely run off of Facebook. So for me, that's really about building my expertise around um, social media. Like, so people know that I'm a thought leader that, you know, I have, I'm helping people there. I'm reaching out. People are constantly sending me messages and saying, asking me questions in messenger um, about social media specifically. Like, what should I be doing about this? And what should I be doing about that? So I have to batch that. That's the other part of it. I don't dip into it constantly. Um, I dip into it a couple times of day. I have very specific time limits on it and I go in and I go out. Um, for groups and so on, yeah, I've got, I've got the same weed problem with groups, to be honest. I mean, at some point I'll have to go and do it. But honestly, you don't get notifications for all the groups unless you're active in them anyway. So I just ignore the fact that some of them are there, you know, and I don't worry about it too much because spending hours and hours and hours cleaning out my groups, I'm not sure if that's a really great use of my time right now. Um, I have a lot of other things that are income producing that, you know, if I'm getting paid 125 to $150 an hour, depending on what I'm doing, I don't think, you know, two hours of clearing out my Facebook groups is really smart for me. So, um, you got to start thinking like that though, too, is that your time is worth something. I think that's really the key. Very cool. Would this be something like each time you get on as well? Do you kind of ask yourself beforehand, like what you're getting on for kind of just to make sure? Yeah. Cause it's easy to fall down what I call the, the black hole of, you know, yeah. Facebook or, in, or Instagram, especially with the endless scroll of Instagram. It can be, it can be really overwhelming. So um, yes, you have to have a real clear idea and also I mean, if you're having trouble with that, set a timer. Like, I'm going for 20 minutes. And when that does ding, I'm out. I use this be focused thing. <laughs> it's how, it helps a lot, actually. Is it an app you're using, be focused? Yeah, it's like on the computer. Yeah. It's like uses, what's the, um, I forgot what the, who came up with the like 25 minute intervals. and then, Oh, Pomodoro technique. Yes, that is, okay, that is the Pomodoro technique. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, like, and you can do, and I mean, you can do it really easily. If you have Google Chrome or anything, you can just go and type, uh, type in timer, countdown timer, and the, it'll just pop up right in your browser. Like there's a countdown timer just built into your browser. So all you have to do is type it. It's there. I do. I use that a lot to be honest with you. Cause it's, mm -hmm. it's simple. So I'm always looking for the quickest, easiest, lowest barrier solutions to things that I can find. Um, and that's the other part is I really have structure around my day. Um, 
I have uh, a way that I kind of keep track of that. I use um, the full focus planner, which is a, I love that a Michael Hyatt one. So that's pretty much my life. And um, that really requires you to come up with three main things that you're going to accomplish for a week and three things per day that get you toward those three things that you're going to accomplish per, yeah. per week. And, you know, often I do many more than three things per day, but if I can focus on that and there's days that I don't get my, you know, top three things done, but then I just roll them over to the next day and I keep it up. And here's the thing, just like we talked about, it's relentless. It's the drip, 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 drip yeah. that causes you to get to the finish line. And I remember, cause this is a couple of years back. Um, I'd been hired to put together an online course and I'd never done something like that for a, uh, for an organization. This was maybe five years ago, maybe more. And, um, I really struggled with it. Like I had like a mental roadblock and I was trying to figure out how to do it. I wanted to be perfect. I, you know, I had, some, I had all those things, perfectionism, all of it. And, um, I remember just hating myself for not getting it done and feeling like I had to do something to change this. And so that's kind of when I got started getting in, it might've been seven years ago. I mean, it's been a long time ago um, that I started getting into this, this rhythm. And then I got into Michael Hyatt's planner and yeah. I don't know. I just, you know, you got to, gain control over yourself. It's self-control just as much as anything else. And the way to do it is through um, ritualism. I, I know that sounds weird, but having little rituals, like get up in the morning and do the same thing every day. Yeah. And when you start your computer, do the same thing every day. And if you have things that you absolutely have to get done. I like that because uh, even in that journal as well, mm -hmm. uh, he has like a workday startup. Yep, right? he does. And the other thing that I, I heard um, from another mentor of mine um, for the 90 day year, Todd Herman, he um, talked about uh, opening up tabs on your computer for the things you need to get done the next morning. Oh, ahead of time. So that when you open your computer, it's there, it's in your face. It's time to do it. <laughs> Isn't that a good one? Isn't that a good one? I love that one. Well, I also, uh, for tabs, you know, on Chrome, you can, um, Mm -hmm. kind of create folders of, on the bookmark thing. Oh, yes, yes. So I would have some go straight to specific groups, like on Facebook as well. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's, a, that's a great way to do it too if you really are trying to keep up with stuff. Um, I have some collections and stuff that I use um, in one of my, my uh, collections. I'm trying to remember the name of the, the app. It's an it's a, it's a add-on for Chrome. And I'll, I'll get that before we're done here. But yeah, that's, that, that's how I do it. I have like all these folders and I have them in by the type of thing that I'm doing. Nice. I like how you said you, you reminded me about the workday startup because I'm currently using uh, the journal Best Self. Have you heard of it? No. Sounds Best great. What is journal. It? Let's talk about it's it. It's similar to the full focus, um, but it has a little bit more per day and it has like well, I'm pretty sure the full focus has what, like a year, yearly long goals of the first page, but then it has right. quarterly as well. So like I can even show yes. you. Yeah, no, no, that's this cool. One, this one does 13 weeks. Like it does have like the morning and evening routine kind of stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And then, but I liked like the daily stuff on here. So it has like the, um, the, your, the daily schedule, but then it also includes like, uh, lessons learned from today, wh what are your wins are, evening and daily morning gratitude. That's cool. Like your goal and then three. But see, that's the thing. You need to have something like that. So, I, yeah. you know, whoever's listening to this, you, do, you can use, um, you know, 
anything really. You could use a notebook, but the point is have something. I, I actually have this right here. This is another really fun one. You know, this is simple. This is just Monday through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you could take something like this, which is just a pad that I got off the internet and you could write down, just plan out your week on a Sunday night. And this is all you need too. So you can do it simply. You can do it on the computer. Um, I was going to tell you that, um, that, that add-on that I have for Chrome is called Toby, T-O-B-Y. And it allows you to take and just drag like tabs into like folders. Into folder, like folders on the desktop? Yeah. Let me show you how it looks. Oh, wow. I'll show you it on my other computer if you can see it. I don't know if you can. Very cool. And so you can like just drag them in there. So I've got you know, social media ad tools, speaking, guest posting, business development apps, smart social secrets, which is my new course that is coming out soon. Um, content and monitoring website tools, communities that convert podcasts. That's our hop by podcast. Yeah. Um, then I've got some, you know, ones here for all of my different clients. Um, you know, what I'm working on for them at the time. And when you click on it, it opens up and you can see all of their, um, all of the things that are going on in that tab. These are all pages. Very cool. So it's cool. And, and this thing has been like revolutionized things because I actually was forgetting which tools I had sometimes. And I was like, what tool was that? And so this helps me a lot. I'll open it up and I'll be like, okay, I'm doing a video. So here's all my video apps. And there we go. So yeah, I, keeping organized and having systems, super important to have a successful business. So do you also leave schedule and some time towards the end for no structure? Yeah, I, yeah. that's, that's an area I need to work on more. It's hard for me cause I've got three kids. So, mm -hmm. um, my day ends and I actually start my second job, which is mommy. So, um, there are, um, kind of growing up now. So it's even worse cause now I'm mom taxi. <laughs> so, um, not, not as much, but I do find my time. My, my time is in the morning when I wake up. So mm -hmm. it's scheduled, but it's not, um, it's not work. Uh, I'm doing some reading, Designed, but it's not confined. Yes. It's, it's, I'm doing reading. I'm doing meditating. I'm doing, um, mental health kind of things, you know, in yeah. the morning. And that's been really helpful. And then on the weekends, I definitely shut it down. I rare, rarely work on the weekends. Very nice. So it's that, that's how I kind of do it. So, you know, you got to have your own way. It's not the same for everyone. Yeah. Um, I started that by the way, the weekend thing way back, including no social media. I do very little social media on the weekends too. Um, and it was really something that I kind of did with my husband because he was worried about me being always glued to my phone. So I, you know, we just made this pact yeah. that I went doing yeah. that on the weekends. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear a little bit shortly. I know we don't have too much time left, but I was checking out the communities convert and love. Everything is broken down in different kind of areas of, mm -hmm. you know, building communities, whether it's five questions to find your avatar or 10, what was it? 10 ways. Um, but you had episode 89 building connections and the different 10 ways to do that. Mm -hmm. Share kind of like your main lessons, what you've learned throughout the, you're nearly at a hundred episodes. 
I know. I can't believe it. It's crazy. Um, well, the first thing I'm going to tell you is it's one of the things I teach in my Smart Social Secrets course, which is at smartsocialsecrets.com. We're actually going to be launching that in the fall and I'm going to have a little beta group. And so it's going to be, if you're interested in something like this, but one of the things we teach in that is how to spin your content. And that's exactly what I've done with Communities That Convert. And so we have a main topic, which is community. So anything about online community building, we'll be talking about it. And then inside of that, we have categories. So building your community, measuring results, um, sales and marketing of your community, mindset, really important for, for community building. And um, we then write our, um, our plan over those categories. So we'll open up each category and we'll come up with five or six ideas. So I can, you can spin up about six months worth of content ideas in about two hours doing this. So it's something we teach in the class. But the reason why we do that is because um, you want, you want to be somebody that people, they know what you do, you know, they know who you are. So if you're going to um, recommend me, somebody says, Hey, I'm looking for somebody who we're trying to like get our online tribe together. We're trying to get it built. We want some online, you know, we want to get some, some people talking. How do we do that? Well, you're going to call Cami because that's what I do. And part of the way that we do that really is about, um, building community online. And the, the, the first real key to building community online is actually you going out and making your first, like say 20 people that you really want to connect with. So we have what we call the influence 20. And one of the things I love about the influence 20 is that you come up with um, certain in certain categories, you come up with about 20 people or organizations that you're trying to connect with. And then you um, single-mindedly start to help them or, you know, share their stuff, talk to them, actually get to know them being sincere. Um, And that actually then not because you're trying to get something, but because you're trying to actually build a relationship with somebody in that company or that person. And then over time, as you start to build that, um, you can add them to a list. There's some other things you can do. And then you, you know, pick 20 more and you continue to do that. And here's the thing. If you can get a thousand true fans, that's a thousand people that say each would pay $200 per year to you for products and services, whatever you do, that's enough to make a living. That's $200,000 a year. You just need a thousand people that are actual true fans of what you do. You don't need 10,000 Instagram followers. You don't need uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of like Facebook followers. You need a thousand people who believe in what you do and are looking to you for help in the area that you've chosen. So that sounds a lot more like, and you can bite that off in 20 person chunks. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're nearly there on the Houston podcast group. (laughs) You are. I love it. (laughs) Is, it was really nice great. That's it's such a great group. And, 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 you know, that's, that's really all we were for social media breakfast too, to start. I mean, oh, yeah, I like it's really about that. It's about like helping each other to succeed, to succeed. And it's the same thing I feel about podcast Houston. I mean, my goal is to help podcast Houston and Ozeal and, and that, and you guys succeed. I mean that I do not feel any sort of there's no competitive spirit in what I do. And I think that's part of what you need to do too, as you're out there, even with your quote unquote competitors, you need to be thinking about how you can work together. Awesome. Yeah. What, what advice do you have for a recent 
college graduate, you know, because mm-hmm. I kind of experienced this myself. It was, you know, surrounded by in a school environment, there's many friends and it's easy to make, you know, even just walking by somebody in the college campus. Mm-hmm. So now maybe some people are separated from that. You have to make the effort to get online, to join different groups and then go out. Do you have any uh, tips that have worked for you? Yeah. So I told you about San Antonio. I wasn't coming straight out of college at that point, but um, I also came straight out of college too. So there's two things I did. Number one, um, I shadowed somebody. That was one of the first things I did when I got out of college. Um, I called up a friend of mine who was in public relations because that was the field I wanted to go into. Mm-hmm. And she was working. Um, and I said, hey, can I come just hang out with you for a day and see what you do? And she was like, sure. And we came up with a date. Um, I went and I hung out with her. I met her boss. Um, and about a year and a half later, he hired me. And I got my first job that way. So that was just shadowing, you know, being open, being friendly, being helpful. That was straight out of college. Um, also, internships are really great. Um, I had a guy who approached me, Andrew, a couple of years ago and said, hey, can I be your intern for the summer? I'm looking for somebody to be an intern. And so I made him the intern for Social Media Breakfast. And he came for the whole summer. He helped set up the equipment. Um, it was great. It was such a great um, connection that he made. And he met so many people. Um, through that. And he went on, you know, to the rest of his college career and he's done other things since. So um, I think the go-getters go out and try to go give, you know, the go-givers is what I like to call them. Um, They're looking for places where they can help out, where they can uh, make their mark. And believe me, you know, if Andrew ever asked me for a recommendation, what do you think I'm going to say? Definitely. Right. And then, uh, and he's not even out of college yet. He did that. So, um, you know, when I moved to San Antonio, one of the first things I did is I went and I joined the local um, PRSA, which is Public Relations Society of America. They have chapters all over the nation, including here in Houston. And um, I was a PRSA member back in Washington, D.C. So I went right away and joined that group and realized that, um, you know, it was hard to get people to talk to you because they don't know you. And um, so I just started volunteering. I'd show up early and say, hey, how can I help out? And, you know, they say, hey, or set this on the table or do that. I just do whatever they ask me to do. Um, I started doing that. And within a year, they had an opening on the board uh, for a secretary and nobody wanted it because you just have to go take notes. And I guess some people don't want to do that and type them up. Yeah. So I told them, sure, I'll do that. And I joined the board and I made my first client, um, well, I had other clients, but that's how I got the SeaWorld client because um, she was also on the board. And so she was really impressed with me and she called me up for a job whenever it was time for a, uh, it was a freelance job to, to edit their internal newsletter for their employees. So that's how I got in. And, um, you know, then I became the treasurer and, you know, just before I moved to Houston, um, they named me um, PR professional of the year. So you just have to look for ways to give back to a community. So it's sort of counterintuitive or obvious, depending on how you think about these things. But the more you give, the more you get in return. Um, And you shouldn't give to get. But the truth is, is that you get a lot more than you give. Mm Mm-hmm. 
especially when it's truly for the right reasons, like you're suggesting? Well, people can sense when you're trying to get something out of them. We had this member um, whenever I was at, at the trade association who would always come to meetings and say, I'm a dues paying member. And he would talk about how at the, at the meetings, he would have to at least generate X number of dollars per day in order to make his membership worthwhile. And I'm going to tell you, not many people like wanted to have anything to do with him because of it. He was sort of a pariah, as we call as we called them. But um, it's because you could hear everything he talked about was about me, 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 and more me, and me some more. And so I really think that that's something that I learned maybe you know from watching that. Awesome. Yeah. Before I ask my final question, mm -hmm. where can people get a hold of you? Listen to your podcast. Yay! And then there's a. Well, there's going to be a social media breakfast coming up, but I don't think I'll be releasing this until yeah. next That's okay. Yeah. Social media breakfast is on the second Friday of every month. We have a topic that's related to social media. Um, it's, and so it's 8.30 a.m. Alice Blue. Huh? So September, whenever you hear this, it doesn't matter when you hear this, there's going to be a social media breakfast at Alice Blue on the second Tuesday of every month. And that's in the Heights if you're in Houston. Um, if you're not in Houston, we are on Social Media Breakfast Houston on Facebook, and we live stream from Facebook and also from Cami Chat, which is my Twitter account, K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. You can find me at Cami Chat also on Instagram and anywhere else there's a good, a good social media channels. That's my name. Um, and also uh, Communities That Convert. That is our weekly podcast. It comes out on usually Wednesday or Thursday, depending on how well we do getting it out on Wednesday. Um, and that is uh, every Wednesday for the most part. And then you can just get that anywhere you get podcasts. I mean, you can even talk to Google and say, hey, Google, play Communities That Convert podcast and it will play it for you. So we're everywhere, you know, you want to be for podcasts. Um, and then of course, if you're interested in learning how to master social media for your brand or for your company, um, you can go to smartsocialsecrets.com and get on that mailing list. And there's some freebies there too, um, for you to just download. And, uh, yeah, so I'd love for you to hear from you. Awesome. What is the gift that you'd like to share with the world? The gift I'd like to share with the world. My gift to the world is that you matter and the thing that you're doing is something that only you can do. So even if you think everyone else is doing the same thing you're doing, only you can deliver that in that way. So I want, I guess my gift is um, that you have a community that's waiting for you out there. There are people that are looking for you. I like that a lot, man. Thank you so much. I hope you have a terrific weekend. I hope I get to see you soon at the next podcast Houston event, as well as, God willing, maybe this one or the next um, social media breakfast. Awesome. I'm really excited. Um, and thanks for having me. Of course. Take care. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening to these wonderful gifts, which I hope have brought you some great value. We have many more guests to come and gifts pour over this world. And don't forget, if you have enjoyed any of these episodes or would like to hear some more, please leave me a review on Apple or Anchor Podcast or that little star on Outcast. I'm always looking for topics to learn and talk about, gifts to share, and value to bring to us all. For more updates, check out SolomonEzra.com. You can also sign up for my newsletter about new podcasts and blogs.